Hey everybody, welcome back to Live for Sports. My name is Nathan. I'm kind of been holding out on this episode for a bit. It should have been it should have been done last week sometime. But I decided to hold off on the recording it because I was kind of waiting to see what was going to happen with the MLB lockout, which is one of my topics for today. I wanted to see if there was anything if like a deal got done or what it not. Nothing's got done as of today. I'll get into it more. Um, that's probably going to be my first topic. I was going to plan on that being number two, but I think it's going to be number one now that it's officially where the games have officially been canceled, sadly. Uh, I was going to go over the QB carousel where I think like rumored trade trade uh, candidates and like free agents will land for quarterbacks in the NFL. That was going to be number one. I think I'm going to push that to number two now. And then I, uh, I also want to rank the four North American sports commissioners. My personal preference, I think most people will agree with this list for the most part. But yeah, I, I'll get into that more. I got a lot, not a lot to say, but like it, it's pretty obvious who I think I'm going to pick in each spot. So uh, let's get into it. Simmons, is this the dagger? didn't know today well not today originally it was supposed to be yesterday it was the uh, MLB lockout deadline for a deal to get done that Rob Manfred and the owners put on the Players Association and they said if there's no deal done by today we're canceling games they said the it was report to that uh, the owners and Manfred were prepared to cancel at least a month worth of games that didn't happen so it was yesterday, and they met, I believe it was like 13 times yesterday. They had like 13 different meetings, just in and out, like trying to figure out. They And when they, it sounded like, and it sounded like a deal was going to get done. You meet 13 times yesterday, it's like, oh my god, a deal's actually going to be reached. It was not. But then the MLB said, okay, we'll extend the deadline to 5 p.m. Eastern time today, and we'll meet at 11 Eastern time today. So they started, they met. And MLB, like the Players Association, it sounded like they were like positive. They were hopeful a deal was going to get done and something was going to happen. And they were very optimistic. And then the owners said that they didn't really, they came in kind of with the same attitude as yesterday that the Players Association Association did. And they just seemed kind of had the same mood as yesterday. But that they didn't they couldn't agree on some things and it was it's like why I, like the owners just figure your shit out it, i've been going on twitter too seeing a lot of the players tweets about this they aren't happy obviously they want they don't want their games to be played or they want their games to be played and it seems like the owners they're kind of blaming the owners saying like they don't care if games are played or not marcus stroman has r- ripped Commissioner Manfred multiple times before and he ripped him again today he said Manfred's gotta go um 
Let's go, just scrolling through some more here. Lance McCullers tweet, uh, deleted his Twitter today, actually. That was uh, funny because he criticized the owners. And Negotiations are expected to continue in New York now. Where were they? Uh, they were in uh, Florida, I believe it was, today for most of the time. And they said, okay, we'll meet. We'll start meeting again in New York this time. Clinton Frazier made a, probably the funniest tweet I've seen. It said, I think it might be time to apply for that McDonald's job everybody said I'd be working. It's a pretty good tweet. Um, one player, one player's association leader, it was not reported to, called the league's proposal a quote-unquote slap in the face, saying everyone wants, saying the owners, sorry, want their player, the players to lose pay. That's what Ken Rosenthal tweeted out. Uh, just scrolling through some more here. Uh, here's another one. The owners imposed a lockout December second and framed it as a jump starting, and and framed it as jump starting negotiations before going 43 days without negotiating. Nice owners, good job. Then they set an arbitrary arbitrary deadline. Then they threatened to miss a month of games. Then they utilized public rhetoric to apply. 11th hour pressure. What a time. It's it's really sad because, like, obviously I want to see games played on March 31st, but they're not because Manfred has now canceled them. And I am in my notes here, honestly, that I wrote up. I, I like, based on what was being said last week, I really didn't think we were going to get games for at least a month. Like, late. I, I thought we if if you asked me if there was an over under of like 150 games I'm taking the under I really could not trust the deal to get done now that everything else has come out and like there's only been I believe six or seven games canceled for each team or something like it's only the first two series that have got canceled so far but the progress that has been reportedly made I'm more optimistic that they can get over 150 but like man is it really scaring me and. Like, I, Manfred's got to go. <laughs> he's the worst commissioner. Uh, that That's a spoiler for that. But, like, yeah, he's he's the worst. He is awful. He is, what was the report at this offseason? He, uh, well, he was behind the biggest cheating scandal in baseball, probably, maybe, uh, with the Astros, and he barely punished them. He just kind of, like, flicked them on the shoulder, the equivalent of it. He was also wanted to send juiced baseballs to the bigger game, so, like, the Field of Dreams game between the Yankees and the White Sox that had a shit ton of home runs. He wanted to send juice baseballs there and sent so that the ratings would be really high for the game. And he said like de- sent like dead balls to a Seattle and like Texas series, I believe it was or Seattle and Kansas City because nobody really watches those teams. And and like yeah, nobody watches them. So let's just kind of tank the ratings there so everyone goes to watch the big market games. What? The, no, you can't do that. You want to grow the game. It's bad. He's so unbelievably bad. Horrible. Let's go through. I'm just going through more tweets here. Um, Alex Wood has said said uh, MLB has has pumped to the media 
last night and today that there's momentum toward a deal, now saying the player's tone has changed. So if a deal isn't done today, it's our fault. This isn't a coincidence. We've had the same tone all along. We just want a fair deal slash to play ball. I like. It seems like the owners just really don't care if they play or not, and the players are really aggressive to get back on field, and they but they want a fair deal and like. Yeah, it's it's bad. Um, let me go back to yesterday if I can find it. They did agree on a uh, another team. Okay, so they the one of the things they agreed on yesterday was there will be a twelve team playoff now. I I don't know if I like that because I think it takes away the wild card team. Uh. Yeah, it takes away the wild card game, I'm pretty sure. It'd be the top two teams in each league get first round buys, and the other te- eight teams would play a first round best of three. I don't really like that. Because I, I love the wild card game. It's great for the TV ratings, and like fans tune into that. It's like, you, all right, you go out there, you put your best pitcher on the line for one game, and you say, get the job done, or else our season's done. It's great. It's like, and if the pitchers choke, then you're probably going home, unless your offense is really freaking good, or I don't know. But yeah, it's negotiations went till like two thirty last night. I'm pretty sure it was a.m. Eastern, maybe Eastern, probably. But yeah, and then they just couldn't get a deal done. And uh, another thing too was I think. Was it a week and a half ago, maybe two weeks ago now? One of the meetings they had lasted 15 minutes. Like, what? <laughs> 15 minutes. And that's not going to get a deal done in time. And it's, yeah, I don't know. And uh, the worst thing is, you're the commissioner of baseball. You should be at these meetings, right? You would think. Manfred showed up to the meetings on Friday. What? <laughs> I would be, if I was commissioner, I'm sitting through all of them, right? You would think? You'd think you'd have to be there? Like, it'd probably help negotiations get along faster? I don't know. But you showed up on the last day of the week last week. What? <laughs> I, I, I seriously question Manfred and the owners and if they actually want to play and I know the players want to be paid more and like fair salaries to minor league players blah 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 bunch of other stuff and yet it just seems like the MLB doesn't really care it sounds like the problem is the luxury tax they can't really agree on that so it, but basically what it sounds like is the the owners and Manfred want to like stick to the same sort of structure they had this the the on the last CBA where as the players obviously want to change it because it's benefits the owners more and they don't want that it's a players league the owners don't run the league and I saw a really I, I saw a really good tweet the other day too it was saying that if you take away the top 12,000 players in baseball, and you replace them with the next 12,000 best. The product would change drastically for the worse, right? But if you take 30 business owners 
and like a new commissioner and you put them in the product probably stays the same or it gets even better it's not going to get worse like 30 competent business owners and you put them in there and they would agree on and they would agree that the product might get better so what's this report i'm seeing Yeah, that's just stupid interview between Manfred and a reporter who's on his last day. And Manfred's like laughing. It's like, what are you laughing about? You're not playing games. Manfred sucks. Hate him. Yeah, over under 150. I think I'm going to take the over now. I was really going to take the under before. But I think there is optimism that a deal's going to get done pretty soon here. But I don't know. All he cares about is money and his TV ratings. And how are your TV ratings going to be good when you're not playing games is my question. So, let's go on to the QBs now. I'll probably get back into that a little bit if anything more pops up. Or the fact that I have a commissioner power rankings to do. So, um, I'll start. So, like, I'll, I'm just going over the rumors about who's going to be on the move, maybe. And where they're going to go. So, I'll start with the trade candidates. Aaron Rodgers is probably at the top of the list, as he is the back-to-back MVP. There was rumors or reports yesterday that Green Bay had reached out to Rodgers' camp about a contract, and they were talking about it. Doesn't mean like he said, oh, no, I'm going back there. I think Rodgers decides where he's going to go. But I, I really don't like the odds that he goes back to Green Bay. He's 38 years old. They've only won one Super Bowl with him. They just kind of wasted a bunch of seasons with them failing in the playoffs, which some have been partially his fault, yes. But some of them have not been. And I think he realizes it's I need to go to a different team if I want to build my legacy more. So I think he's going to force his way out of Green Bay, either probably via trade. But the thing is, I could also see, see Green Bay saying, no, we're not going to trade you. We have no intent to trade you. And, like, you, you're staying here. And we don't care. And if that's the case, I really could see him saying, okay, you're keeping me cool. I'm retired. Just sit out a season so his contract expires and then he's a free agent next year. And he's like retired for a year and comes back rejuvenating, you know. Kind of like what the rumors with Brady are because apparently he, the Bucks are still have the door open on it, come back for him even though, I don't know. I think there's only three real realistic spots in my mind for him if he does get traded. I see him going either to Denver, either to Miami, or to Pittsburgh. Denver, the obvious hole is there. They need a quarterback. If they get their quarterback in Rodgers, they are legitimate contenders, I believe. Miami, maybe not the best team, so to say, but I feel like Rodgers could be really interested in going Florida. For whatever reason, he's 38. Maybe you want to, you know. But if they build their, their O line, they got Jalen Waddle. They got a. I, I could see it, like, but at the same time, I couldn't. And then Pittsburgh, they really need to build their O line. But if their their defense is very good and promising, if they build that O line and like they they have weapons there and Claypool and Deontay Johnson and I doubt I don't know if Juju Smith Schuster is going to resign. I, I, there's always been the rumors of him there. 
that being said, I think there's only one, like, the number one spot for him is Denver. His old offensive coordinator is now the head coach there. That roster, and yes, the AFC West is tough. He'd be going into a division with Mahomes, Herbert, and Derek Carr. And Herbert and Mahomes are probably, Mahomes being 1A, 1B, you could just say with Rodgers, and Herbert probably being in fourth in the in my in my eyes in Q, QB rankings. So it is tough, and the teams are good over there. But I think if Denver gets Rodgers, they can really make a run for the Chiefs in winning that division. Going to Russell Wilson now. He's probably going to be the most talked about QB this offseason again, just because it's going to be trade rumors. Oh, he's he wants to stay. No, he, he wants to trade. Oh, he prepared to leave or whatever, right? He's, he's like only 33. That's a pretty good age for a quarterback still. Because he probably gets, if he says, he, oh, he wants to play for another like 12 years or whatever, go to 45, I could see maybe see 10 more years of Wilson in the league. I don't know. As a Seahawks fan, I don't think it makes sense to trade him, being that he is a generational quarterback. And I really don't think we will trade him. Just because what what good does it do you trading like do you get better trading a generational quarterback? Probably not. So do I think we trade him? Probably not. I think New Orleans is gonna be interested. I don't know how they'll do it with money. But I think they'll try. I think Miami's gonna be there. I think Washington is gonna be there. And he'll they'll be all three of those teams will have, be heavily rumored. I could see the Raiders if they want to get rid of Carr for whatever reason, they could be there. It, it really anyone who wants Wilson, I find. Um, I think he's going to stay in Seattle, though. I think Seattle wants to keep him, and I think Wilson wants to stay. There was a report this morning he wants to stay. I think if either side says they want to split, though, they want to like if Wilson says he wants to get traded or the Seahawks want to trade Wilson, the, then it will come. It will come. But I don't think either one wants to do that. So, But if he does get traded, let's say, I think my number one landing spot for him is Washington. I think there was a report just a couple of minutes ago that I got. Washington is going to be heavily pursuing Rodgers and Wilson, and they think if they get that quarterback, they'll be really good. And they have like a list of 42 quarterbacks who they th- are looking at, I think it is. So I think Russ to Washington is my pick if he gets traded, but if not... Then I, then I think he stays in Seattle. But obviously, number one pick is him staying in Seattle. Kirk Cousins now. Uh, I think Minnesota is not going to win with Kirk. I don't think he's good enough. He had a good year last year, sure, but it's it's just Kirk Cousins, you know. I don't think they'll move him either because they kind of are content with him, I guess. But his contract is also too big, I think. You also can't sign him to an extension because why would you? Kirk Cousins there's better options I think they'll run it back with them for at least one more year before they decide hey let's try and do something I've heard the Panthers have explored a trade for them which would make no sense seeing as they don't have a second or third round pick this year which probably would be Kirk Cousins cost I would think and they have the six overall pick so I don't think it would make sense to trade the six overall pick for Kirk Cousins so I can't see them doing that I also could see the Broncos being in the mix but I don't think he will go to the Broncos 
being that I think we'll get Rodgers if Rodgers goes. But, um, yeah, I th- I'm going to say he's staying in Minnesota for another year. Um, on to Matt Ryan now. His contract is going to be a problem for the Falcons. I think they'll explore the idea. I really do. And I think they have. They did last year a little bit. I could see, like, a sneaker, sneaky team, I guess, sleeper, that I could see being interested in him is uh, the Colts. I don't know if it's it. I haven't heard anyone talk about that, but, like, I, I don't know. I could, for whatever reason, I can see that. Uh, Commanders, I also could see. I think he's going to stay put in Atlanta, but what I think Atlanta is going to do is they're going to draft a QB earlier in the draft, I guess, in a first or a second rounder, you know. That's your potential replacement guy right there. And you develop, you let him ride the bench behind Ryan for a year, like Trey Lance did with Jimmy G. And you just let him develop for a year. And then after next year, they'll either buy out Ryan or trade him or whatever they want to do, or if his contract's up. I don't know if his contract is up or not. But yeah, it'll, it'll be basically another nine-year situation. I think, that, I think that's pretty likely. Not likely, but like, that's the most likely scenario I could see. Jimmy G now. It's almost a given that he's getting traded this season because Trey Lance looks like he's ready to take over the offense. I don't know if he's going to be that good, but I think... I don't know how good his ceiling is, but he's probably got a higher... He definitely has a higher ceiling than Garoppolo. So, I think it's best to give him the offense now. It was reported that the Niners were saying they... Oh, they're like, oh, we're not going to trade him. We might actually want to keep him. But, like, I think that's just a move because they're not getting very good offers and they want to boost his trade value. So, teams that could be interested, I've heard Colts. I've heard Bucks. I've heard Saints. Don't know how the Saints are going to do that. Colts, I could see. Is he really an upgrade over Carson Wentz, though? Probably not, if you ask me. And then the Bucks really have a glaring hole at QB. But I think that's where he's going to go, I think. Because I don't think Tom Brady's coming back. I'm sorry, Bucks fans, if there was any. He's not coming back. At least not this year. So, I think it'll be kind of ironic because Brady and Garoppolo were teammates. And that's kind of what, in New England, and that's kind of what led Brady to leave. Because he didn't trust uh, Belichick and Robert Kraft anymore. But, I think what... The Bucks would give up as like a third or fifth round pick for him, somewhere in that range, like third, fourth, or fifth, something like that gets it done. And yeah, I think Garoppolo couldn't take his job in New England, but I think he takes his job after Brady leaves in Tampa for whatever reason. I don't know. Uh, under Sean Watson now would be higher in the list because he is better, but obviously legal issues right now. Who knows where he's going? He's done in Houston, that's that's for sure. I don't think he's going back there. He will not be traded, though, if until his legal issues are resolved. If they get cleared up and he's found like innocent, I guess, I, I see him going to the Dolphins. I don't think there's any team more like more equipped for to make a trade for him than the Dolphins. And it, the rumor has been there for quite some time. It was there at the trade deadline. It didn't happen, mostly because the issue, the legal issues weren't resolved. I've heard the Bucks interested. Panthers have long been interested in him. Even back to the offseason last year. Commanders, 
I could also see, too, they're probably you know, on that list of 42 or whatever. And, like, you know, their owner is, like, a criminal, apparently. And maybe he just loves the idea of Deshaun Watson being his quarterback. Maybe he is a criminal. I don't know. No, that's just a joke. But you know what I mean. If everything gets cleared up, though, he's going to be a Dolphin. Two in picks will go back to Houston, is my guess. I would think. Maybe there's, unless they weren't really want Davis Mills over to us, so then maybe they send to us elsewhere in a three-team trade. I don't know. But yeah, uh, Watson's going to be a Dolphin, if you ask me. So we started free agents now. That's who I, all I got for trades. Start off with Teddy Bridgewater. He's kind of like the perfect fill-the-gap quarterback for a team. Like, who needs a franchise guy, but they can't get one yet via trade or draft or free agency right so like you go with a guy who's gonna fill the gap for a year maybe two in like Bridgewater he could also be a really nice backup for a team that isn't too sure about the guy they like possess maybe like so like the Saints I could really see a reunion with I think the Giants could be a team to look out for because they don't know if Daniel Jones is their guy I think Washington could be a vet as another fill the gap team and I think the Dolphins honestly could be enticed if they want if they don't know about Tua yet. So I could see that. Uh, my guess though is the Saints kind of fill the gap with them, and until they're able to draft or trade for a guy or clear up money, you know, I think I think he'll go take a starting job in New Orleans for not too much money. I guess. Uh, James Winston now, another like kind of t- same tier as Bridgewater, I think. And he should be an intriguing backup option for most teams. And I think the most, honestly, the most likely option for him is to go back to the Saints if they want him. But maybe they don't because of any injury. I think, I, I don't see him going back there just because of Bridgewater. I don't know. For whatever reason, I don't see it working out. And I've heard the Steelers and Commanders could look to them as a starter until they find their guys. I think Pittsburgh's a likely option. He kind of reminds me of Big Ben a little bit, I guess. I don't know. Maybe that's not what Pittsburgh wants, but, like, that's that's who I see. And maybe he finds success there. Or maybe it's, like, a fill-the-gap year. But, yeah, I, I would say don't count, out, out, don't count out a return to New Orleans. But my guess is he goes to Pittsburgh. Um, last quarterback on the list here is Cam Newton. His arm sucks. It's quite clearly not what it used to be. But, like, I think a team is going to be interested in him as, as a backup. I think he still can back up a team, provide, like, knowledge. Like, who wouldn't want a former MVP on your team as a backup quarterback? I don't know. And, like, do I think he's going to play a lot? Probably not. But, like, I wouldn't be surprised if a team brings him in. Maybe who's got, like, a not-so-mobile quarterback and, like, brings him in to play, like, the Marcus Mariota role in Las Vegas, where if they it was a running situation on, like, a fourth and short or a third and short, you know, they bring in him and they just say, okay, run the ball or, like, hand it off. I could really see a team doing that. Um, so teams who need backups, Seahawks. I don't think Geno Smith is coming back next year because I think he's in legal trouble. So they, they're going to need backup. Maybe they draft a guy, though, as Wilson's successor. I do not know. The Texans, I could see being interested. Maybe as another option for Davis Mills. Unless Tyrod Taylor goes back there. 
And uh, even the Packers, to be honest, if they move on from Rodgers, maybe like, they have Jordan Love, obviously, but like you bring in a veteran like Newton to back him up, and I don't know, that could be good for his confidence or something. Um, I'm going to say he goes to Seattle, though, as a backup. God help me, it's not a starting option. But like him and Wilson, I could see getting along, you know. Obviously, Wilson's starting, but, like, and I don't think they'll do the Mariota situation, like, with Newton, unless it's, like, unless it's, like, third and goal on the one, or, like, less than the one, you know? Like, where you just need to quarterback to punch it in. Just send Newton over the top of everybody and push him in, right? That's the, that's the only way I see him really playing. Other than that, can't see him much getting much time in, C- in Seattle, because Wilson's relatively healthy for the most part, besides last year when he snapped his finger ball basically <laughs> but yeah that's my uh quarterback list i'll go on to uh commissioner power rankings now this should be fun because uh pretty simple four guys manfred goodell Bettman, adam silver so i'll rank them into four give my reason sort of why um so number four, it's obviously Rob Manfred. The guy's a clown. He sucks. He needs to be fired if that's possible, but the, they won't because the owners are, like, are in love with him. Because, But, like, it just – all the players don't like him. The fans and the media, media sorry, do not like him. The only thing he seems to have going for him is that the owners seem to like him, which they do because they he, he wants to make money and make them money. And it's it sucks because who wants this guy in the league? Nobody. And he's be like I said earlier, he's be behind probably the biggest cheating scandal in the Astros and how he just flicked him on the shoulder and said, "There's your punishment." And then there was also the uh, inflated baseballs, and he's juiced baseballs before in years. Pitchers hated that. It's it's bad. He's he's not a good commissioner. He's not. And it really sucks because commissioners should be able to get fired, but they really can't unless they would just want to retire or whatever. But like, I think on this list, I have there's out of out of the four commissioners, I think three of them need to get fired. And I think it's pretty obvious which three need to get fired. So I'll go on to number three now. I'm gonna put Gary Bettman here. And, like, I was tempted to throw him up a spot at number two. But the NHL just got passed in America, I believe. I believe I, I heard about this. I'm not sure if it was true or not. They just got passed in America for the most popular sports by the MLS. By, like, one of the worst soccer leagues, like, professional soccer leagues in, in the world. It's embarrassing. It's Truly embarrassing. Bettman really does not know how to market hockey, and TV ratings have been plummeting over recent years. I think he thought the ESPN, like, Turner Sports merger deal was going to, like, you know, save hockey, and it just hasn't. I, I do like the idea of, like, hockey on TNT. Like, I love... I don't. I don't. I'm in. I'm in Canada, so I obviously don't see it a lot. But like when Paul Bissonnette is on there and Gretzky, it's cool. It's it's cool seeing the highlights of that. But like, I don't get it. So I don't know. 
it, it it's a good idea. It just it just hasn't worked. They haven't marketed it right. And the thing that pisses me off, and I think the fact the thing that's gonna piss most Canadian fans, hockey fans off, is the fact that he's been in t- in the office f- since the nineties. He's been in there since the Stanley Cup drought in Canada has lasted since 1993 when the Habs last won the Cup. It's very, very suspicious to me. I think every every team in Canada, they've all made a Stanley Cup Finals appearance since Bettman's been in office besides Toronto. Yeah, the Canucks in 1994 and 2011. Sens were in 07, it was. Oilers 06. Flames were 04, 05, 04. Which one of, whichever one wasn't the lockout year. I believe it was 04. was a lockout year, so maybe it was 05 they made it. You know what I mean? Um, Sens, Habs got there last year. And yet Calgary, 04, 05. Oilers were 06. And I guess the Jets haven't made it either, but they haven't been there long enough to get there, I guess, around, you know? So it's very suspicious that they haven't, a team hasn't gotten in. All but Toronto hasn't got to the finals. And as much as it pains me to say this, like Toronto hasn't won a playoff series since 04, with the team they have now, if they ever win a playoff series finally again if they do I think that's the year they go on the, on to make their Stanley Cup run but first they got to win that series I'll say that now so like if I pick or I think if I'm doing my playoff predictions I'm not picking Toronto to win because just because I don't trust them in the first round but if they actually do win I think I, ha- I would then have to change my pick to Toronto winning the Stanley Cup the the Stanley Cup yeah I think I would do that because I think they went finally get over that hump. I think they go all the way then. Do it this year? I do not know. I don't think so. I can't trust. I can't say that until they, I see them win a playoff series. Uh, but yeah. But anyways, Batman. He needs to go. Can't market the game. Ratings are down. Canada hasn't won a cup since he got there, pretty much. I think we need a new commissioner. And I think that new commissioner really needs to come in and start focusing on marketing, how to market the game better. And I think that starts with maybe like, and I've heard this being thrown around, market market Zegris as your uh, face of the league. Personally, I'm not the biggest fan of Zegris, but like, don't get me wrong, the skill is there. Sure, he's got a decent personality. But I just get like, cocky American vibes off him that makes me say do I like him? Probably not. I don't know. That's just me. But yeah. If if market him up. But yeah. Batman gone. New commissioner come in. Maybe market Zegris as your face of the league. I don't know. Number two is Roger Goodell. Now, the gap between Goodell and Batman isn't that much. Like, it's really close, if you ask me. But the thing that Goodell has that places him ahead of Batman for me is the fact that he runs the NFL, which is probably the biggest league in America, I would assume. Maybe the NBA is. 
no, no, it's definitely football because NBA's gotten into politics and stuff and fans haven't liked that. Um, but yeah, Goodell, like, probably football is the biggest and yeah, he's, bet, like, he's, they're miles ahead, right, than the NHL, NFL, so yeah. But, that's, that's basically what places him ahead for me. That, the fact that he's got a bigger league to run. Goodell has really done poorly in terms of helping players and teams when it comes to criminal charges, honestly. Like, there's how many times has been, like, a team is facing a criminal lawsuit against somebody suing them or whatever, right? Or, like, players getting into trouble. Like, Henry Ruggs or basically the entire Las Vegas 2020 draft class. You know what I mean? Many teams have had lawsuits against them, and players just think they can get away with legal things in that league. And, like, well, while it's not Goodell's fault all the time, right? It's Maybe it is the players having problems or whatever. He's got to address that in a way, I guess, right? I don't know. A, a good portion of the blame should be sent his way, but at the same time, it shouldn't. It's But, like, the, you know, he he's very replaceable, I think, as well, just like Bettman and Manfred. I don't think he's... I think you can live with him in there, but I think there's better. Whereas Batman and Manfred, you can't. I don't think you can live with them in there anymore. So, number one, hands down, best commissioner in the league is Adam Silver. In the league, sorry, in North America, it's Adam Adam Silver. He is the best. He is very, very respected among. NBA fans, NBA media, the players. He's introduced like, many new ideas that have worked out really well, including the play-ins tournament. That's worked out good. A new all-star game format that worked out has worked great, in my opinion. I, I'm not a fan of all-star games, and yet I actually like tuning into the NBA one because it's like, oh, yeah, we'll goof off for like three quarters, have some fun, do, pull off some highlights. And then they get to the fourth quarter, and it's like, okay, it's a close game. We're all out. We're winning this, right? It's great. It's great for the game. And sure, maybe the first three quarters aren't something, and it's like, ah, oh, shit, I, I want to sit through this and watch this. But like, when just when that fourth quarter hits, man, it's just so entertaining. It, it's great for the league, that game, because it just, the ratings go up, obviously, for one. And it gains people interest, and it just makes the league more money, which is smart. And the play-in tournaments, been a great idea. It just, it kind of ruin, like prevents tanking, almost, for most teams. Because there's an extra two spots in the playoffs, I guess you could say. But, like, you get the 9 or 10 seed, and you're, you've got a shot at making the playoffs. you just got to win two games. I think I think it's a cool idea. And I've heard, I, I've heard like, NHL be like, oh, should we introduce this or not? And like, what? You know. He is the only commissioner to have earned the right to keep his job, in my opinion, in North America. Whereas I think anyone else in the league can be replaced by someone else. In in, in North America, it can be replaced. And I think they can be ver- replaced very easily. I don't obviously have candidates because I don't know who's going to be a good commissioner or not. But right? But yeah, should be. I, I think Silver has earned the right to keep his job. Manfred, Goodell, Bettman, 
all can be replaced. And, yeah, I think it's quite obvious. So, that's going to wrap up this episode. I haven't heard anything more about lockout talk. So, but yeah, I just, I, if I were to give an estimate on when the lockout ends, I think sometime in the next week. I think they realize they don't want to miss any more games and they've come to terms on some sort of deal. But I don't know. Over under 115. Still take I'll take the over for now, but by the time I wrote up my episode last week and then hold, held off on it, I was going to take the under. But I'm hopeful, very hopeful. But um yeah, well uh that's going to wrap up this episode. So See you guys in the next episode. Peace.